Hi, everybody. Welcome to Thinking Out Loud. My name is Patricia Digby, and today we have the pleasure of welcoming Yalem and Derek Faria, and they are parents of actually Sprinting with Stevie, Stevie from Sprinting with Stevie. And we're here because some of you have asked in our chats, in our emails, on social media, some questions about how to um, manage and how to work with sensitivity around educating family and friends about a child's diagnosis. So Yalem and Derek have kindly offered to share their insight and their experiences with us um, and hopefully give you something to think about or something to try. So welcome both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so why don't we start off with a little bit just about Stevie. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about his diagnosis? Yeah, uh, Stevie, um, we noticed, both of us noticed that uh, when he was like three, two, um, when we take him to a um, birthday party, things like that, he goes under the table and avoid kids and he's holding ear, his ears and everybody's looking at him like, and uh, I used to get very upset, right? And we didn't realize at that time that because of the noise or that he's not uncomfortable around like the amount of people. So we kind of like, you know, we both that in the back of our mind, right? So we decided, okay, we're putting him to a pre-K, a half day pre-K. And it's, this is a daycare, but the daycare, two days after he was, he just spent two days there and the teacher noticed something unusual, right? About him. And I, I took it in the wrong way because she's picking on him, like, you know, <laughs> I remember. It's like, she brought him in and she said, have you thought about, um, okay, Stevie does, these are the kind of behavior that I noticed. Um, I mean, I talk her to this day now, yes. but you know, but at that time I wasn't happy, right? It just like, I had no idea about autism or anything. So I was like, why are you picking on me? She said, look, look I've seen this guy. You only, he only spent two days here. She said, yeah, but I noticed this and that. And have you thought about uh, having checked TV too? What do you want me to check? I said, I think you have autism. This is what she said. After spent two days, right? Have you heard about it? I said, no. Thank <laughs> you. Well, as an educator, I mean, I, I, I heard about autism, but I, I think as, as Yelen was saying, what, what happened was it was solidified when we went to Canada's Wonderland Yes. Uh, with Yelen's brother and his family, and Stevie had a meltdown. It was just way too much sensory. Yeah, uh, I think we lasted there for about an hour, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, lasted like. And, and, and so then uh, we we looked at the psychologist's uh, business card. We made a call, and uh, then he was tested at Markham Stowell Hospital. Yeah, we we decided. I we both felt he had a speech delay, right? He mm -hmm. was always speech delay. So we took him to the uh, Richmond Hill. Uh, the uh, I guess the local the through the government the speech therapist it was free mm -hmm. and the speech therapist immediately she noticed after a couple of sessions she said definitely haven't checked out for for autism and okay so that's when we really took it seriously like and said okay we have to she said was great I mean uh, <laughs> well when, yeah we noticed the delay but now if you were to meet sprinting with Stevie which you see and hear him uh, he does like to talk. That he did get a lot, like, I mean, work like 20, 21 years we worked smoothly therapy, but he was like 
speaking, repeating words. Nicolela. He used to do a lot of it. I mean, he still does sometimes, but not as much. Right. He, he came a long way, but he he was repeating stuff. And then she would say, okay, he's repeating stuff. He Ecolela, word that he picked up. Or he does one word, not a full sentence. He's an incomplete sentence. So she said, definitely, it's not only speech, speech delay. He's also, I think, you have autism, have him checked out. So, right. so, so I think for us, it was just having an open mind and uh, um, trusting in uh, the professionals yeah. and uh, early intervention. And can't uh, stress enough. The earlier, the better. I mean, we took him three, uh, three and a half, four. But I would, I, would, I wish they, the even uh, diagnosis could be a bit earlier. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, because parents, I we waited six months mm -hmm. for the assessment to get to take him to Markham Stovia Hospital. And that took six months mm -hmm. waiting. And finally, when they, uh, the assessment, it was like a team of people. So social workers, speech therapists, occupational therapists, they, they all have part in it. They're all assessing. They, one day they they just interviewed, I think it was three days segment. Okay. They Actually, had. yes. Could you please like walk some of our parents? I know every situation is yeah. going to be different. Yeah. But could you just give us a quick little glimpse, glimpse of what, um, you know, what what the testing? Because I think sometimes parents get scared. Yeah. You're scared already of the diagnosis, but yeah. I think you're also scared of leaving your child to be tested and when you don't well, know what the test actually is yeah and you know that it's going to be something that's going to possibly it is not it's, it's not inside it's not totally like i'm telling you it's overwhelming as a new parent but they're very professional but what what they did with stevie at least with stevie they um they did interview us first without stevie so get all his history what he does and all those things the second day they basically having uh, they didn't want to uh, they don't want us to talk they just observing see what how he plays how he interact the small things like how he when he, they call his name and sometimes he turns sometimes he doesn't so kind of like uh how he plays with toys mm -hmm. like a really a typical child uh, you know he plays the toys appropriately and stevie's situation or maybe other kids he picks up the toy and then flips it how did he play, play it with the toys or when um, I remember one of the the session one of the questions is TV um, she said can you feed the baby so it's like uh, to see how what he does uh, like a play, what is it uh, uh, like with it, a doll with a doll and mm -hmm. how does he interact with with uh, with the play mm -hmm. and so these are the kind of things that we notice like we don't even think about it but they they or they basically do these things and to see how he reacts and that's what i noticed and i remember yeah i remember she said can you feed the baby and then he picks up and he said that's a beer <laughs> and then, so she said who drives oh stevie who does who drinks the beer actually like, dad yes. <laughs> so that's like a fun thing yeah. But they make it. They make it very comfortable. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not. A st I, I don't find that stressful. Of, of course, getting the the result is stressful. And that's the next one yeah. question, actually, that parents have asked and yeah. professionals. Like, how did or what did you find helpful to help you process the actual diagnosis? The actual diagnosis. I mean, you can talk about. But she 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 gave us the the assessment she came in she didn't say oh this is what we have 
she just gave it for the assessment. It's like a 10 page thing. And she left the room, right? Yeah, she gave us time to, to look at it. And I know whether educator or parents, you go to the summary part. Yes. You know, <laughs> and you go through the Whistler and this and that, and, and you know, the acronyms and, and that. So the crux of it is, is that what could we do? And again, being open-minded, um, but, you know, I think we did feel as though, because you open it up to the entire family, right? Yeah. And uh, are they going to evaluate our parenting? Um, that was is, yeah, and, and all the rest of this, because it, it, you know, it's a thorough battery. It's a, you know, in terms pages, of, looking, yeah, pages. Uh, which, which, which is great. And, um, and when was that then? That was 2005 or? Yeah, uh, uh, I would say four. Yeah, um, just before yeah, we left for Ethiopia. Right. But one thing is like, it helps of course him being a teacher and who works with special needs kids. He got it right away. I did it right away. Like I'm looking at these pages. Definitely it helps to ask questions. That's what I'm um, I'm saying to parents. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of acronym, like lots of words that's written there. Mm -hmm. But of course they will come back and they sit down and they'll talk about it. They will ask it. But I would say, write down any question that you have because because it's like a lot of information. If you don't know what uh, what's written there, it's, it's just like it's stressful. Mm -hmm. So for parents, my suggestion is like, I wish we did that beforehand. Write it down, yeah, with, and then ask. And well, well, friends and family, I mean, they mean well. And uh, as you know, I mean, there are so-called experts out there, but do they really know what they're, you know, talking about? And, and, and you know, this is our child, right? Yeah. So, so you know, we, we, we know best, but then we, we, we don't know best. So it's, we're opening up to, to what we can do for uh, the present and for Stevie and his Yeah, that, that's another issue that parents, once the, the diagnosis, how are you dealing with people? That's the total. And that's the, they were asking that too, actually, how can parents have of individuals with autism help friends and family understand the diagnosis. It's like, it's very difficult. It depends on the person that you do. Let's say whenever we we take Stevie to a function, right? We prepare him ahead of time. Who's there and who is who is going to be there? What the setting is like? You know, uh, whether who you're going to meet? You know, how to interact and all those things. But. It's hard to, but what do we do? Well, it's the previewing part. We, previewing. We, yeah, we, we, we take him to as best as possible to to so to alleviate the anxiety mm -hmm. uh, for him. And um, but yeah, I mean, Patricia, you talked about uh, family members and that. And uh, we, you know, my mother-in-law, your mother-in-law, she lived with us for a while. And it's challenging in that because she yeah. loves Stevie in that. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, all of us have to be on the same page. Yeah. Um, you know, for 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 Stevie, right? Yeah, and they can't have. Um, I remember he had um, uh, our family member. We were visiting in England uh, to my my aunt, and he had a major meltdown at the upper store. I remember. I never forget that. Like he had a major meltdown, and it's like. It's like um, everybody's looking at him, like, you know, he's like, you you came across with that, right? By my my advice to parents is they don't take that too personal, right? What I'm saying, educate as much as possible. But the main thing is the safety of your son, your child, whether it's a, a make sure that your child is safe and... Well, well it's uh, the physical safety and the social emotional uh, right. safety is, they have is, to be safe. As, as well, right? You came across with, like, you go through that with, of course, these kids that 
um, be prepared not to, what is it I wanted to say, that you don't want them to fail. So my, we had that experience, I will never repeat that again. Basically, make put a measure to successfully, for your child to go have um, a, a trip, let's say a store. What can you do for a child who have uh, going to have meltdown? Now we don't leave without a headset, you know, or don't take him to high, you know, high crowded area like Apple store. It, of course, it, it, it will create an anxiety. So these are the measures parent can do, right? You know. What are some common misunderstandings about autism? One of the biggest ones that I, 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 I see everywhere is these kids who don't have feelings. Mm. You know, they do, they do have feelings. They, they, they're, Stevie, uh, all of them, I see them, right? They have empathy. They, they feel pain, uh, you know, they share it kind of like, like anybody else. And uh, they're, they're like anybody, right? Do you, you don't, um, and also generalizing as another, generalizing all of them, right? In the same category. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you can watch a movie about autism, uh, and that, but that's Hollywood. I mean, that, that, yeah. that and it's, uh, you know, and, and that's the whole thing with the spectrum, right? It's, it's called the spectrum for region. I mean, the, you don't say, and the other thing I, I could just upset me the most is like when they say, uh, so so uh, has, uh, have, what is this? He's, he's autistic. That's the word I don't like, right? You don't say he has cancer. He's cancer. You don't say he's cancer. Mm -hmm. oh, yes. right? You know, you, you say yeah. he, he's a boy. I, I had the, I have to explain to you that when I once uh, his kid was in grade two or something, and um, uh, yeah, the teacher kept telling me that he did that every day. I go, Stevie did this and did, and then I say to him, you know what? Have you thought about maybe because he's just a boy? It's a boy character. Beside his diagnosis, he's also a boy. You know, the people have different difficulty differentiating that, right? Whether it's the the the, the, the diagnosis or just being a boy. At that age, right? Mm -hmm. So these are the things like people have to be careful saying he's autistic. No, he's not autistic. He has a disorder. I always educate people, my family. He has a Well, know. even the terminology, it's not uh, the autistic child, it's the child with autism. Right. Right. The child, the with, child autism. with autism. Yeah, he's a boy uh, first. And, and or we, a girl. And we tell Steve we tell Stevie this and we tell our family members and friends that that does not define Stevie. Stevie is a is now 20, he's a young man, he's Canadian, he's our son, he's a friend, he's a cousin. Yes, he has autism. Well, they learn a lot. I mean, my family uh, because we we always talk about it, like how to include Stevie. Of course, it's still difficult to be there are times that you feel like, oh, why not? He's not included in this, you know, especially when you interact, when you interact with the family at the same age as him or the so-called, what is it called? Average kid, whatever, mainstream. mainstream kids. And you might experience not everybody is going to treat them the same way, right? And that's something you need to deal with and talk about it, right? You, uh, it's a, right? Okay. Well, and I mean, Yelem and I, we've talked about the word acceptance and we've talked about the word tolerance. Tolerance means that you're putting up with them, Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's why Autism Acceptance Month yeah. is, 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 right. is yes. not, what was it before? Autism Awareness. Uh, yeah, you can be aware, but yeah. 
accept. Right, accept running. Right, so we talk to, and let's say you, let's say sometimes you you meet young the same age as Stevie, they might tolerate him, but do they do they accept them for who you are, who he is, right? That's Stevie with a flipping or whatever, and that's you so know. so teach acceptance, not teach acceptance. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Acceptance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think edu educating your your family, your friends ahead of time. It's it's like well, well first uh, and foremost, educating yourself. Educating yourself. Yeah. I can't stress enough and, and from the beginning. You never stop learning. Yeah. Well no. A lot of free courses I would suggest when the uh, when the child is diagnosed. There's tons of information overwhelming on the internet, right? Yeah. Sorting out those uh, which one is, but there are some good websites that actually helps you to uh, to start. You know, uh, Geneva Center for Autism is one of them. Mm -hmm. I I find you get some information, but you educate yourself. Uh, take as much course as possible. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's what we did, right? Well, traveling to and from Ethiopia to Canada and that our luggage because I, I, we seem to be buying all yeah. the books. Yeah. <laughs> and so then uh, my sister bought a Kindle. So then, yeah, yeah I was taking a, a lot of course with Geneva Center. Mm -hmm. uh, that's because it will help you to prepare you, right? For to help from he has a lot of sensor issues. So uh, how can I help? You're not going to get always the therapy that you need. Right. Don't rely on therapists always to sort out the issue. Really, definitely educate yourself because you're the advocate for your child. Yes, and you have that burning, intense love right. that will find a solution. Right. No matter what, like right. in anything, like right. You know, That's like, basically it. Yeah. Like when he you're was invested in, right. the most yeah. in that yeah. person's life. Now, tell me something. Have you ever talked to Stevie about his diagnosis? Oh yeah. And how did he respond to that? Sometimes he seems to understand. Uh, he basically. So yeah. when did you? Sorry, just to go back yeah. a little bit. How did that come about? What age did you decide that was important for him to, you know? I think we waited, to be honest with you. We waited uh, until he was grade five or something, grade five, okay. that to talk to him about because sometimes it could be over his head when he tell him something, mm -hmm. like I'm saying the diagnosis. But I think he knew, no, he, he, he knew even before that, Yelen, because yeah. uh, at the international school where he worked at, uh, the stipulation was he had to have a one-to-one -one assistant, right, mm -hmm. uh, with him. So of course he asked why. Mm -hmm. um, oh, so he did ask. Oh why. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, oh, he asked, oh, he asked, he asked yes. why. And, Very aware of sort of just what, yeah, yeah, um, around him, yeah, yes. right, and, and then why he he needed a walk, and, and why he needed uh, why it was uh, annoying for him. Uh, uh, a problem for the right. teacher when he kept repeating what he yeah. told Ilya uh, and that. So, you know, we, we, we did, so we, we bought books, children's books oh, yeah. about autism. So um, you always say now, the other day, it was funny that uh, um, he said, uh, he was talking about life, some, you know, and he was like, special need kids and like me, he said, especially because I'm uh -huh. special. Yeah, that's what he was. Yeah, right. Yeah, he always said, special. Yeah, like, and he created a, a bond with uh, a, a child with that um, has Down syndrome, and yes. they became a very good friends. Right. They're still in contact. Yeah, they're still in contact. Yeah, he basically, um, he even say like, uh, he would say like, uh, it's Down syndrome day today, like, uh, and then, uh, yeah. and then I said, what is Down syndrome? He said, they, they, they're just special kids like me, 
Wow. So when you did mention to him in grade five, yeah, did you like literally sit down and, and talk to him? Did you read a book? Did you say, we just want to share something with you? And, and how did he respond when you did? I think we both talked to him about uh, uh, why, um, I think grade five, because we we're about to leave mm -hmm. uh, to come back here. So we said, why we're leaving? Why? He have a special. You're a special kid, so you need support to help you. We didn't make it like it's a, you're. You have this. It's not. Yeah. But we said you need support, right? Well, that's really important because yeah. it's not something he's done wrong, right? right? And then, yeah. yeah. So how do you frame that right. conversation to really empower and? Well, and, and Patricia it was interesting because in and around death. Right, like when his uncle passed away, the abstractness of that, and that was just before we left in 2016. Mm -hmm. um, and and you know that that was uh, an interesting conversation, but we talked about. That. Yeah, I think it's also from, we framed it in a way saying that some people have they have a walker, they 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 can't walk, so they Physically. need. A, a, a cane. Mm -hmm. Some people wear glasses mm -hmm. because their eyes is weak. So you have a uh, you are, you need a, a bit of support, right? With your reading, with your speech, because you're you have that difficulty. It's not a, a, you don't I don't know you don't make it like because you're this. It's like a, a burden. No, but you do need a bit of support. So we're gonna get you support. And and our uh, I just quickly wanted to say was uh, in our work with the teacher. Like having that uh, triad, that, that that relationship is just so paramount. <laughs> this relationship. Oh my goodness! And it, it, like and, and and having Stevie transition from a really supportive teacher to a and and this teacher looked really good on paper, right? But has to come. Advocate, here, right? advocate for yeah. your teachers. That's what I tell parents. Advocacy is the number one thing because just be uh, just don't accept everything uh, that you see if it, it doesn't really meet for you you know the the program that's created for your child just advocate advocate talk mm -hmm. about it and question right because they they sometimes they just a minimum they just pass it you know they don't you have it's, your child is individual so if it's not the program is geared to in, your child mm -hmm. you talk to your teacher advocacy group are there like cares place and things like that definitely reach out right they are, they're there to help you right to support one of the things i really enjoy in the years that i've known both of you of how you raise stevie is that there are no limits to what stevie wants to do or can do mm -hmm. you find ways for stevie to um you know participate in a run and raise money mm -hmm. you find ways for stevie to work you find ways for stevie to um socialize you you know and, and no think, canada <laughs> just saying oh canada in page park <laughs> uh you know which i've never done and i would have been nervous to death to yeah. to stand up there and do it so confidently and so well thank you um you know what do you think sort of drives you and that other parents because i know we don't have too much time left but what would you tell parents to try or to look for to sort of i yeah well you look for their their interests and, right. and their strengths i mean and then of course you know like i mean 
Um, I like running, but then, you know, Stevie now it's been handed down to him and, and he is like a sponge, loves that. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, the body, the mind um, and, and, and music. And so we have him in, in music uh, lessons that didn't always work. And again, yeah. right, go to another teacher, right? Find a way to teach it. If it, it, it doesn't have to be, it's, it's a way, you have to find a way to teach the skill for your child on this person because don't just give up, right? If you might not learn like using um, words, too many words, you can teach it with the image, visuals. Don't give up, basically. Um, don't say that he's not gonna learn. He will learn, you just have to find a different method. So so what was it uh, you, you said is that with autism is not uh, there, um, people or children under the uh, spectrum should not enter our world. Uh, we have to go to their world really understand their world because it's not they have to come to our world we have to go to their world understand how they learn though i see so many teachers and educators not all of this fantastic teachers too but not me <laughs> not <laughs> you not i'm just saying i'm just saying what i noticed that they don't bring themselves to the to the child world right because it's not days away around they have to we have to go to their world some this floor, you know, sometimes I go to Stevie, find a way how he learned, right? It's mm -hmm. like, okay, one method doesn't work, you always have to find another. But there is always, always, I would say, they can learn. You just have to find a way to teach him. Check the physical first. Right, check physical, that's another issue. You know, uh, that is important. So it's basically, if the child meltdown, I would say meltdown happens so many times, maybe he's sick. A lot of people think that it's, mm -hmm. it, it is it's the physical it's the disability, but it's not the disability. It could be, it could be the physical. Physical. Yeah. The this, uh, the last one I want to say is a therapist told me once. She said uh, that she worked with this child. It was a group of therapists that work, and she said that the child had a meltdown all the time for a couple of days, three days, and they thought that this is just uh, her behavior, her attitude. And they try to track it down and write it down everything. And one teacher said, can you just check maybe if it's physical, maybe if it's... A... So they checked everything. It took time. She said they let her open her mouth. A poor girl has tooth pain, like really bad tooth pain, right? That's why, because when the child is nonverbal also, she's trying to communicate that right. something is really wrong. But and nobody understood her. Like for three days she was suffering. Like, so I, I took that to heart. So I always ask Stevie, because he doesn't tell me till the last minute, he's high tolerance for pain, right? Mm -hmm. So I would say, um, what's wrong? Which, which, which hurts, which body hurts? And he would say, he, that's how it comes, my throat or my hand or my head. Yeah. Wow. Well, you've given us so much information. <laughs> And we really just want to thank you so much. Thank you for, for having us. sharing your story, giving us your tips. Um, you know, I'm just being really honest and blunt about, you know, what worked for you, what didn't, what yeah. you tweak. Mm -hmm. And I think it all just comes down, like you said, to acceptance mm -hmm. and to you know, creating a bond. I mean, as parents, you have that bond that you created over nurturing Stevie, you know, all your life. But I think for myself as an educator, for other professionals, for other parents, for families, for friends, 
It's, you know, making time to understand, educate yourself and creating a, creating your own relationship and bond with the individual. So if you're going to a family get together, you know, make that time to pop over and do a fist pump or right. make that, you know, it doesn't have to be long because maybe that person needs to process it. Right. You don't have to have a 10 minute conversation and try to mm. learn stuff from them, but just that quick little contact, that quick little, right. hey, I see you, I like you, yeah. you're cool, right. thanks for being here, I think makes a huge difference for all of us to be able to start um, you know, just changing the conversation and being able to just accept and, uh, you know, just appreciate everybody's abilities and their own talents. So thank you very much thank for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. So a pleasure. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we just feel like we wanted to talk about this. And, and we're, we're, we're always learning this journey. Uh, it's a learning. Yeah. Yeah, it truly is a journey. And we're blessed. Stay teaching us everything, every day. I think we know, but uh, everything and, and, is surprising. And it's important to, care, to take care of ourselves. That, that's one thing we didn't talk about, but yeah, that's so true. Parents are giving the sense because you get caught up in... Work on uh, your own relationship. relationship. Work on your own Take time, yeah. Thank you.